The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Ancient of days, we bless your name. We confess that you are the Lord, the Almighty, the Most High, the Controller of heaven and earth, the Unchangeable Changer, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, we worship you. There's no one like you. May your name forever be glorified. Today, in the lives of every one of us, show yourself mighty. Mighty to save, mighty to heal, mighty to deliver, and mighty to bless. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, wave your hand to one or two people and say, Good day. God bless you. And then you may please be seated. We want to continue with our series, Going Higher. Today, we'll be looking at part 30, going higher, part 30. Our text will remain 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36. 1 Kings 18, verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I'm thy servant, and that I've done all these things at thy word. Last Sunday, when we were looking at this uh, passage, we looked at the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Today, we want to go on to the next thing that Elijah said. Let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant. If we want to give a subtitle to today's uh, talk, you probably want to say, God manifests yourself. God, please manifest yourself. Prove yourself that you are God. Elijah was saying 
in his prayers, Lord God Almighty, prove yourself that you are who you say you are. God of Abraham, prove yourself. Like you said in Genesis 17, verse 1, to Abraham. Genesis 17, verse 1. That's where Jehovah El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Prove yourself to be the Almighty. Psalm 91, verse 1. Psalm 91, verse 1 tells us that you are the Most High and you are the Almighty. Almighty means, of course, that there's nothing you cannot do. Uh, Jeremiah 32, verse 27. Jeremiah 32, verse 27 says, Behold, I am the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me to do? God proved today that there's nothing too hard for you to do. Which is why I'm praying for all of you listening to me today that that God who can do anything will prove himself in your life. And every impossibility in your life will become possible today. Prove yourself that you are the maker and controller of all things. I mean, for example, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 9 to 10, Genesis 1, verse 9 to 10, it is recorded that you made the sea. You are the creator of the sea. And so you are the controller of the sea. According to Job 38 from verse 8 to 11. Job 38 from verse 8 to 11. You are the one who told the sea, this is how far you can go. And you can go further. When you get to the beach, you, with your proud waves, you just must recede. Job 38 from verse 8 to 11. And you proved that before. In Exodus 14, verse 21 to 28, Exodus 14, 21 to 28, you told your servant to lift up his hand against the Red Sea, and the Red Sea parted. You proved yourself that you made the sea, and you are the controller of the sea. In Genesis chapter 1, from verse 14 to 18, Genesis 1, 14 to 18, you created the sun and the moon. The greater light to rule the day, that's the sun. The lesser light to rule the night, that's the moon. You created both. And you proved that you are the controller of both the sun and the moon. Because in Joshua chapter 10, from verse 12 to 14, Joshua 10, 12 to 14, when Joshua asked 
the sun to stay and the moon to remain stationary, you brought it to pass. You have proved it before, that you are the maker of the sun, the maker of the moon, and you are the controller. And we know in Isaiah 38 from verse 1 to 8, Isaiah 38 from verse 1 to 8, that the Almighty God can even ask the sun to go backward, retrace its steps. You are the Almighty. Prove yourself. And it is interesting that we will never find anywhere in the Bible where it says God created fire. He created land, he created the sea, he created animals, he created birds, he created everything. There's nowhere where he said he created fire. Why not? Because he himself is fire. You can't create yourself. The Bible tells us in clear terms, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, Hebrews 12, verse 29, that our God is a consuming fire. And I'm sure Elijah must be telling God, you are fire. You have come down before. In Exodus chapter 3, from verse 1 to 6, Exodus 3, 1 to 6, when you wanted to speak to Moses, you came down as a fire, burning in the bush, and the bush was not consumed. You have done it before. And you have proved it again and again that you are the controller of fire. When they threw the, the, the Hebrew slaves into the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the fire didn't burn them. And so, Elijah was saying to God, hmm, you don't change. You said so yourself. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. You say, I am that I am. Not I was, not I will be, but I am. You don't change. And in Leviticus chapter 9, verse 8 to 24, Leviticus 9, 8 to 24, when Aaron presented an offering before the Almighty God. He sent down fire to receive it. So Elijah was saying to God, Prove yourself. Do what you have done before. You have sent down fire before to receive an offering. Do it Again. But then there's something even more serious in his prayer. He said, show this day 
not tomorrow. Prove yourself today that you are God in Israel. And I believe there's quite a lot for us to learn from that little bit of his prayer. You see, some miracles can wait for one year. <laughs> I mean, in Genesis chapter 18 from verse 9 to 14, Genesis 18, 9 to 14, when God himself decreed that Sarah will have a son, ah, she had to wait for nine months <laughs> before Isaac showed up. It was God who made the decree, but the miracle took nine months. I mean, you have other examples. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 17. 2 Kings 4, 8 to 17. Elisha, with his double anointing, decreed that the Shunammite woman will have a son. And she had to wait for nine months for the miracle to come to pass. So miracles can wait for a year. So miracles can wait for a month. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, if you read it from verse 1 to 16, before continuing to 51, 1 Samuel 17, from verse 1 to 16, and then on to 51. You will see that Goliath terrorized Israel for 40 days before the miracle came. So some miracles can wait for a month. And I hope somebody is listening to me very closely because this is the very, very crucial aspect of this message. So miracles can wait for a week. Oh, John chapter 11. You can read it from verse 1 to the end. John 11 from verse 1 to the end. Lazarus was sick. They sent a message to Jesus Christ. The one whom thou loveth is sick. He had. He stayed where he was for another two days before he arrived. By the time he arrived, this fellow had been buried, dead and buried four days. The two days of waiting plus the four days of burial, because it was when he died that Jesus said, all right, now this fellow is dead. You are the days together, you have six days at the very least. And yet the miracle came. Some miracles can wait for one week. Some miracles can wait for 24 hours. One day. In 2 Kings chapter 7, 2 Kings chapter 7, from verse 1, to 11, 2 Kings 7, from verse 1 to 11, when there was a siege at Samaria, 
And Elisha prophesied and said, by this time tomorrow, 24 hours from now on, there will be abundance of food. And nobody will want to buy. Everybody will just go and collect. 24 hours. 24 hours later, what he prophesied came to pass. So miracles can wait for 24 hours. <laughs> but some miracles cannot wait. It has to be now. Prove yourself now. That's what Elijah was saying. I'm standing alone before this angry crowd, 450 prophets of beer ready to take me to pieces. God, <laughs> you better do something now. When David ran to meet Goliath, if he has missed that first stone, if that first stone had missed the mark, we won't be telling the story we are telling now. When <laughs> in Matthew chapter 14, When Peter was walking on water to go and meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he began to sink. And he cried to God and said, help. If Jesus Christ said, oh, don't worry, uh, so your miracle can come tomorrow. <laughs> the story we are telling now will be a different one. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego landed in the fairy furnace, if God was not there already, instantly, to take care of their situation, the story will be different. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52, Mark 10, 46 to 52, when Jesus was passing by and Bartimaeus began to cry for help, the reason he didn't keep quiet is because he knew it is either now or never. So I'm asking somebody this Sunday, when do you want your miracle? Because we could wait till next year. God will still be on his throne. You can wait for a month. You see a miracle working God. You can even wait till next Sunday. Miracles can come after one week. But some miracles must happen immediately. Immediately. Prove yourself. Now, when it is time to pray, that should be your prayer today. 
God, I know you are the controller of times and seasons. I know we do all things are possible. But <laughs> this very day, you must answer me now. That's why when in Genesis 32, when all of a sudden an angel appeared to Jacob and started wrestling with him. And the angel said, let me go because the sun is breaking. He said, <laughs> If the sun is going to break, it will break with the two of us here. Because if you don't answer me now, by tomorrow I'll be dead. So miracles can't wait. Some miracles can't wait. I pray for every one of you listening to me today that God will give you the grace to hold tight to God in prayer until he answers you today. Prove yourself, O oh Lord, this day. That's what Elijah said. If the fire did not fall that moment, <laughs> That would have been the end of the story for Elijah. And then he went on to say, prove to these people that I am your servant. Prove to these people I am your servant. Give me your backing. That's what he was saying. You know, many of us as serving God in spirit, we are serving him in truth. There's nothing wrong in asking the almighty God to say, prove to the world that I'm sincerely serving you. Prove to the world. Prove to those who are asking, where is my God? Show them you are right behind me. Give me your backing. Prove it, Lord. Elijah was saying, give me your backing like you gave to Moses. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 to 12. Exodus 3, 7 to 12. When you sent Moses to go and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, Almighty God, you told him, I will be with you. And you are with him. Prove yourself. Give me your backing the way you gave it to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8. Joshua 1, 1 to 8. You told Joshua, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Now you were with Moses, you were with Joshua. Be with me. Prove yourself. Give me your backing. Let these people know that everything I'm doing 
is for your glory. In Isaiah chapter 61 from verse 1 to 3, Isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 3, it is written, To give me beauty for ashes, it is so that you might be glorified. Lord, why am I asking you to prove yourself in my life today? It is so that you might be glorified. It's not because of me. Elijah was saying, Lord God Almighty, the reason we are having all this competition is because of you. Because of you. I want you to pray today like you've never prayed before. Sir, the Almighty God, I am nothing. If I'm put to shame, that's nothing. But you cannot afford to be put to shame. You are the Almighty. And the whole world knows that I am called by your name. Prove yourself so that you might be glorified. I have a deep feeling within me. If you really call on him today, he will answer you. But you can't ask him to prove himself if you don't belong to him. You cannot ask him to come and prove himself when you belong to the other camp. He can only prove himself on behalf of those who are his children. That's why, if that is the only reason why you must give your life to Jesus Christ, do so now. It is only when you belong to him that you can call him upon him to prove himself. So let's bow our heads. If you are anywhere listening to me, and you want to be able to say to God that before the sun sets today, I want a testimony, then surrender your life to Jesus now. Now. Let us pray. Call on him, if you are giving your life to him, to please have mercy on you to forgive your sins, to save your soul, to become your Lord, your Savior, to receive you into his family, so that whatever of concerns you from now on will concern him, because you are now his child. Call on him to save your soul. He is willing to do so if you sincerely want to say bye-bye to a life of sin. So call on him now for a moment or two, and I will pray with you for your salvation. Thank you, Father. My Father and my God, I want to say thank you for your word. 
Thank you for all those who have made up their minds that from this moment onward, they want to belong to you, body, soul, and spirit. Remember your promise, Lord, that whosoever will come unto you, you will no wise cast out. Please, Lord, receive these people. Save their souls. Forgive all their sins. Let your blood wipe away their sins. Receive them into the family of God. And from now, any time they call on you, please answer them by fire. Daddy, I'm praying on behalf of all your children all over the world, particularly those of us who are in need of your help urgently. Oh, Father, answer us today. Give us our miracle today. Amen. Not tomorrow. Before the sun sets today, give us our miracles. Amen. And we will glorify your name, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.